2 Corinthians chapter 5 is where we're going to start this morning. Thankful for Calvary, amen. I was telling the men back in the prayer room, you know, this Thanksgiving, this holiday was a time that we were to set aside time in this country to take time to give thanks for what God has done and families. And it seems like anymore it's become just another rat race. And I hope we will take time to just give thanks to God above all things and for all the things we're blessed with. We're blessed people. And uh, I hope and I pray that each one of us has a good Thanksgiving and that God will bless and we will recognize His goodness to us. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 14. If you have found your place, let's stand to our feet. We're going to reverence God's Word. And uh, we will read verses 14 through verse 18. All right? Not too many verses. We'll have a word of prayer, and then we're going to get right into the message. I hope this will be a help to you. Y'all like the Word of God? Do we like the Word of God? Yes. Do you believe the Word of God? Yes. Good. Because we're going to preach the Word of God this morning. Amen. So you just uh, you just keep that in mind. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. It says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, Lord, I love You. I'm thankful to be in Your house with Your people, God. Thank You for the singing. I appreciate songs and the words of songs that can speak and minister to hearts, God. And right now I'm praying You'll help us, God. We need You. We need to hear from You. God, I definitely need Your touch. I cannot do anything without You. Please touch me, God. Fill me with the Spirit. Lord, help me, I pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. You can be seated. I've thought a lot this week and I began thinking at the beginning of the week about just Thanksgiving and all the things that I'm thankful for. And I'm thankful for a lot of things, of course, You'd have to say salvation at the, at the top of the list and so many things, family, and think about what we, uh, this building for us as a church, and just many things ran through my mind, but I, I began to think over and over about this one thing uh, that we sing about, uh, we mention, um, and that is, I'm thankful I've got victory. Amen. I'm thankful I have victory over the world, over death, over hell, over Satan. All of that is because of Jesus. 
The victory's not in me, it's in the Lord. But I'm thankful that, that, that I have victory, that victory that's won by Jesus Christ. Now listen, that's attainable for anybody that's born again. What does that mean though? If you begin to think about it, and I begin to think about it along this line, uh, it's there for the taking. The victory that we have through Christ, it's there for you. It's there for the taking, but you've got to choose it. You've got to choose it. Um, I thought about it this way. I thought I've got I've got a couple. Well, let's let's say um, you were it was summertime and you're really thirsty, and let's say you get to the point you're dehydrated, you needed water, and I'd say here's water, and I'd put it there. Now that water has everything in it to help you get hydrated again, but if you don't ever choose to receive it and drink it, it's not going to help you. A man will starve to death with a full plate of food in front of him if you don't eat it. Right, right. you got to eat it. And, and you think about the Lord Jesus Christ. A person can, can, they can, they can die and go to hell knowing that Jesus Christ died for them on the cross if they don't receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I mean, that's just something we, we need to understand. It's, it's, it's choosing and receiving that. Right? Does you understand that? And I'm now listen. Stay with me, but I, I want to go somewhere with this because he, here's here's what I want to do. I, we can talk about victory. We can sing about victory. But do you have victory? Are you living in victory today? And and here's the next question on that: Is do you know how to attain? Do you know uh, what it takes to receive? We're talking about choosing it, but do you know? What it takes to have it. Are you living in victory today? Here's the sad thing I'm afraid of. Now I'm talking this morning about God's people. There's a lot of people today that are saved on the way to heaven and they're living in defeat. They're living like they're, they've lost. They're not living like they've got the victory that they have in the Lord. You know what it is? Here's what wears, here's what wears you out. And here's what wears me out. And it wears us out. The Bible tells us here in verse 17, you become saved, you become a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Thank God for that. But here's the battle. Here's what wears us out all the time. We've been made a new creature in Christ, but we keep trying to look back to the old. We keep looking back. To the old man. God's made all things. He tells us He's made all things new for us. Trusting Christ as our Savior. That's this victory thing I'm talking about. But what do we do? We keep reaching back to old things. That's what wears you out. That's what wears me out. And here's the problem with that. As soon as people do that, you've got preachers, you've got parents, You've got other people that offer a thousand excuses to this person that, that now that's struggling to go back to what they were. It's okay. It's just because it's a losing battle. Listen, we've got victory in Jesus. Right. There should be no turning back. Right. Amen. Instead of standing on the resurrection power we have been given through Jesus Christ, Brother Jason, it's kind of we just kind of keep looking back. The Bible tells us we've been given power to be sons of God. Amen. We have the power. 
Why, why do people want to go back to the old way? Listen, as long as you keep looking back and keep looking back at that, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. Look, I don't want any part of the life. God, I appreciate what these young people have. I've said this. We can't force it. Listen, nobody can save anybody. Only Jesus can save you. But I pray, my prayer for every young person in here and other young people that may come is that they get born again one day, come to know Jesus Christ, have that personal fellowship relationship with the Lord, and live for God. Amen. Can't make them do that, but I, we're going to make every opportunity, Cameron, it, it, with the best of my ability to give them that opportunity. I wish, as a young person, I had that. I didn't have that. Didn't have that. But thank God I got saved. Thank God that hey, when I finally did get saved, but I'm going to tell you what, Ed, when I got saved, the life I lived, it was 29 years before I got saved. But after that, I tell you what, I don't want no part of that old life. I don't, listen, I know what the world will do to you. I know what things of the world will do to you. I know what it can do to a marriage. I know what it can do to a life. I know what it can do. I don't want any part of that. But yet, that old man, that flesh, will rear up. And, and, and it may not be the wicked things of the world. What about tempers? Controlling your tongue. Amen. Bad attitudes. Right. Jealousy. Right. I'm not, that's all part of the old man. Yeah, that's right. We're a new creature in Christ. But I'm going to tell you what. We, the old man hadn't died. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. The old man hadn't died. But if we're not careful, we'll kind of look back to that. Guess what? We're not living in victory when we do. Not living in victory when we do. See, here's what, here's what our text is telling us. This is an important text that we're looking at here in, in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians. And what we have in our text, it's not only the truth that Jesus will save you, but it's the available results. It's the things that we can have in Him and by Him after He saves us. Look, there's a lot of things I don't know. It's amazing, isn't it, when you're younger, you think you know a whole lot more than when you get older. The older I get, the less, I feel like the less I know. That even comes sometimes studying the Bible. Sometimes I study the Bible and I go, I don't know anything. Lord, what are you doing? You can't have called me to preach. I am a dummy. I don't know. I just, it's like the more you study, the more you just know. It's like I feel like that when I was young. Boy, I knew everything. I knew everything my dad didn't know. Right. But as you get older, you realize, man, and I don't, listen, I realize I don't know a lot, but I do know this. I do know who's living by the Bible and who's not living by the Bible. Right. And the reason I know that is because I have the Bible. And I know what the Bible says about what we're to do as a child of God and, and why we're to live and how we're to live. And listen, if you're saved, you shouldn't just be... Listen, if you're saved this morning, you shouldn't just be live, being saved. Thank God I'm saved. And I'm, gonna, I'm, waking, I'm waiting for this overhaul that's going to happen in my life when I get my glorified body. That shouldn't be the Christian life that we're living. If you're saved, the Lord should be working and changing and working in your life day in and day out. Right. He's right. promised He'll continue that good work which He's begun in us, which means we're a work in progress. We're never going to... Listen, I'm, I'm a work in progress without a doubt. But I'm going to tell you what, Aaron, He's working on me. Amen. 
And I understand that and I'm realizing that He's working. And listen, it's more to it than just saying, praise God, I'm saved. I'm going to Listen, we can live in victory upon this earth. So here's, here's my title. How to have the victory. I want you to know how to have it. I don't want to just talk about it and, and, and just make mention of it, but how do we have the victory? How can we live in victory today? Because many people are living defeated. Many people are struggling in things. And I want to I wanna just with the help of, of the Lord, just focus with it being Thanksgiving. I'm thankful we have victory. I'm thankful it's attainable through Jesus Christ. But how do we have the victory? Well, I'm going to give you a few, few things. Number one, it's going to take a constraining love. If you're going to have the victory that we're talking about in the Bible, it's going to take a constraining love. Now look in our text, the very beginning of verse 14 in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look what it says. For the love of Christ. What does it say there? That means hold, restricts us. Holds together. Now listen, that's important. Listen, the Lord Jesus loved you enough to die for you. He went to Calvary. He died for our sins. He died for you and He died for me. He died for mankind. And when you receive Him, when, when, you, when you buy your faith, and listen, in your heart you believe, you repent of your sins, you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you call upon Him to save you, listen, you become born again. You then have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That immediately, Cameron, narrows a lot of things in your life. Right, right. It constrains, it restricts. So immediately that, that constrains and narrows a lot of things for your life. It narrows some options. It locks in, Brother Jason, a certain kind of living. That's right. As a child of God. And th th this, I know it may seem simple, but I'm telling you, I hope this has helped me in just studying it. I hope this will help you in, in trying to gain victory in whatever it may be. It may be something major. It may be just a small thing. Whatever it is, we need to live in victory. Amen. And this can help us. Look. That love that I have for Him, for what He did for me, it, 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 it constrains me. It's why I don't say the things I used to. Amen. Right. I used to cuss. I don't cuss anymore. Right. It's the love of God's constraineth me. Listen, I, I used to do, listen, it's why I don't act the way I used to act and, and do things anymore and say things anymore. And listen, if you really understand the love of Christ, that love constrains you. It limits you. But it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Now look, tomorrow, me and Miss Christie are going to celebrate 25 years. Amen. 25 wonderful years she's been blessed to be married to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's something. Did you say you did, brother? Okay. <laughs> 25 years tomorrow. Thank the Lord for that. Now listen, here's what I want to use as an example though. Look, I've been married to her for 25 years. Because, listen, when I said I do, that limited a lot of things for me. Amen. Right. Look, I can, Brother Jason, when I got married, tears were flying. I came off the market. <laughs> when Ed got married, tears was flying. What did Ed? I mean, he came off the market. 
When Jason got married, tears were shed, man. He was off the market. Miss Taylor had... Listen, what, but what does it mean? I'm, listen, when I said I do to my wife, for better or for worse, immediately something changed. It was just her. That's right. And it was just me. Right. It won't nobody else. It won't down the road. It won't no other options. I was saying, listen, when I took her to be my wife, it's me and her from here on out. And you know what's kept us? That love for one another has constrained, which kept us to one another. We know the love of Christ, but I'm talking that love for one another. I'm trying to paint a picture here as best I can. Has constrained us to a limitation. And I'm fine with that, amen. I'm as much in love as I am today as I was 25 years ago. I told her the other day, I'm in love. I'm, look, I'm in love. Well, I loved her. We got married. Listen, I'm still in love, amen. Listen, young people understand that's what, hey, that's what God can do for you, amen. Just be careful. Your knight in shining armor might be an idiot wrapped in tin for you. <laughs> if you don't follow the will of God. That's right. That's right. You got the knight in shining armor. <laughs> I gotta get my I gotta get my points in there, right? We'll get back to the Bible. I'm gonna get in trouble. But does that make sense? Here's the problem. We're living in a generation, everything's a trial basis. Everything is is on its trial. Look, we got people today getting married like a trial basis. Well, if it works, it doesn't. If it does, it's more serious than that. Look, we got people that they 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 do church like that. Well, trial basis, we'll trial. Listen, listen, get locked in somewhere, amen. I pray this church, if you're not a member, I pray this be the place for you to serve. Listen, we get excited when you all come. I'm thankful the visitor here today. I pray that if you're looking, this will be the exact place God has for you. And if it is, get in and get locked in. Amen. Amen. But here's what I want you to understand. Listen, people today just kind of take it and leave it. Listen, I'm telling you, it shouldn't be that way. Amen. Serving God, it's kind of like a trial. But, well, I might live for him a day. Listen, we all live for him all the time. Decisions we make in life, all across the board, listen, they, there are decisions you, you will make that will greatly limit you and constrain you from options from that day forward for anything else. And that's what this is saying when it talks about salvation. But this is part of victory. Having victory in Christ. If you've received that love of Jesus Christ, it ought to put some constraints on you. Amen. Now look what it says there in verse 15, to begin in verse 15. And, and, and it says, well, look at this in verse 14. It says, For, for the love of Christ constraineth us, because uh, we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live... Now look here, that, who is that? That's those who have trusted Christ. We're, we're made alive in Christ. We're dead in our trespasses and sins. We're made alive in Christ. Should not henceforth live unto... What does it say there? But unto him which died for them and rose again. The Lord Jesus Christ died for everybody. Right? We see that here. Because what? We were all dead in our trespasses and sins. Yet though he died for all, not all live. Not all are alive in Christ. Why is that? Because not all have trusted him as their personal Savior. The Bible says in Ephesians, you're dead in your trespasses and sins until you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But when you become saved, you become alive in Christ. And those, listen, those that are saved, we do live. But it says, how do we live then? 
how are we to live after we've been made alive in Christ? We shouldn't live henceforth for ourselves. We should live for Him. We should live for Him. Look, when I got married, when I was single, if I wanted to go hunting, I went hunting. If I wanted to eat a TV dinner, I ate a TV dinner. If I wanted to have some uh, bowl of ice cream at late at night, I ate a bowl of ice cream. I did whatever I wanted to. Well, I got married that time. Huh? Yeah. I'm just saying I am. I mean, I've been married. We've been 25 years. I got this covered. But what I'm saying is this. Listen, I ain't just living for me anymore. I mean, that's right. That's right. Amen. Right? It changed. But I was okay with that. Yes, amen. When you're willing to accept Because I love her. Right? I love her. And I'll be the same thing with Jesus Christ. Right. I'm not here today because I have to be here. I'm here because I want to be here. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes. Church isn't an option for me. It, 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 it's what I do because His love constrains me. That's right. That's right. Does that make sense? Yes. And that is important for us to understand that, listen, you, you don't... You don't wake up. You won't wake up tomorrow and decide, well, how am I going to live? You as a child of God, it's already decided for you in this Bible. We just need to obey it. Amen. We need to live. And listen, I'm talking about living in victory. Amen. And by the constraining love of Christ, we can live in victory. I'm not just saved to go to heaven. Listen, if I just was got saved to go to heaven, I'd already be there. But I'm saved to live unto Jesus. We see here it tells us that. The victory is obtainable, it tells us. But we've got to choose to live by constraint. That constraining love has to be effective in our life. If that constraint, if that love is, if he is as important to you, listen, tomorrow as it was the day you got saved, you'll be alright living for him. Amen. That's right. And you'll have victory. Here's number two. If we're going to live in victory, it's going to take a changed life. It's going to take a constrained love, but it's going to take a changed life. In verse 17, look what it says. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, it doesn't say he will be. What does it say? He is. What? New creature. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. This is a fact. This isn't for just some. This is for anybody that puts their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It states a fact. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. It doesn't say you might be a new creature. You are a new creature. Right. Amen. Right. Old things may be. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. The moment you go from death, living in your sin, unto life through Jesus Christ, you become a new creature in Christ. And if you're alive in Christ, the old things are passed away. Now look, if you were born of a human father and mother, raise your hand. Hallelujah, we've got no exceptions, right? Please raise your hand. If you're born another mother, human mother or father, something wrong. No aliens here, right? So here's what I want you to understand. Everybody could raise your hand to that. Everybody can say, listen, yes, I was born. Then you were born with a predisposition to sin. 
Amen. It's going to happen. You're going to choose sin. Look, lost people will continue to do what lost people do because they're lost. Make sense? But when someone gets born again, there will be a change of life. There's, we see that from the Word of God. And, 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 and here's the thing that's important with this now. Understand, as long as we choose to follow the way of the new man, this new life we have in Christ, and not the old man, guess what? You'll live in victory. Right. You'll, you'll experience victory. But as soon as you choose to follow that flesh, right here, as soon as you, 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 you begin to follow that, you're going to experience defeat. That's where we get into trouble. Amen? Now listen, here's what people say. Well, this is just the way that I am. I've been this way for years. Well, okay, that might be okay if there's no God, if there's no new birth, if there's no Savior. But that ain't the case. Now, if you're claiming to be, you're, you're saved, if, if, if you're saying, okay, uh, I'm, I'm saved, and, and, and I know Jesus, but this is the best I can do, because this is who I am, then you're denying the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I always fly off the handle. See, I'm not talking about bad sins. Let's just talk about, let's talk about everyday stuff. It's just who I am. I always fly off the handle. But if you're saved, here's, here is what you're saying. The resurrection power of the Lord isn't strong enough to overcome my flesh. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Right. And do you understand something? You're still saved, Amen. but you're going to live in defeat to that until you realize, guess what? That is, the Holy Spirit is stronger than my flesh, and I'm going to put that to death because I can because I'm a new creature in Christ. Right. Make sense? You choose to leave the ground God puts you on when you get saved, you're going to struggle. You have to choose to be alive in Christ and not go back and continue the relationship with Dad. Look, I've seen people get saved. I've seen them live right, get excited for God, the house of God, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they choose to go back in the old direction. Amen. You know what they're doing? They're living unto death. This right here. This flesh, listen, you get saved, this flesh ain't dead. This flesh is still alive. You're still going to battle this old flesh. That, that Adamic nature that the Bible speaks of, it's still alive. It's a battle. We'll get into some of that a little bit later. I don't need to part of myself. But you need to understand that. And I've watched people get saved, you know, five or God. They're living in victory because they're doing all they can to obey God. They're, that, that, that constraining love is effective in their life. Uh, listen, that, that changed life is evident. But all of a the sudden, they start going there. Allow for this right here to rear up. And they begin to follow it. Begin to follow the flesh. They're not turning from that living unto God. And listen, when you do that, you're not allowing for God to do what God wants to do with your life. People say, well, I don't, I don't have any... I'm struggling with this and I just don't have any power over that fooey. You do if you're saved. Fooey. 
You do if you're saved. What a terrible thing to say if you're a child of God with the power of the resurrected Savior inside of you to make that statement. Now look, I'm preaching to myself. I've, I've said things. And I, listen, we're, what I'm preaching on this line, I hope this will help us today. Because listen, I don't want, I want you living in victory. But I'm telling you right now, we all deal with this. And at certain times, it may, be a, it may be a certain day of the week. I'm not saying it's a constant thing. It may be one day, two days, but there are some people that are stuck in a rut. But I'm telling you, we all deal with this. But I'm going to give you the help. Hopefully, with the help of God, you ain't got to deal with it no more at any time you don't want to. Amen. And we struggle because we say, well, I don't have the power. But yes, you do. What it means is this, Brother Jason, we don't have a desire to avail ourselves to that power is what we're saying. I'd rather fly off the handle than I would to give it to the Holy Spirit of God and say, quench that. Amen? Amen. In Psalm 1, it talks about the blessed man. Blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Now listen, it shall be, he shall be as a tree planted by the rivers of water, Bring forth his fruit in his season, his leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's a victorious man. The Bible says that's a blessed man. That's a blessed person that what who who is living out the constraining love. They understand that he, he's going in a different direction. That's a changed life. They have that man has a desire. He's turned to God and he's following God and he's not following his fleshly ways. He lives in a constraining love and a changed life. Understand, that's the decision we got to make. Now, quickly, we're, all, we're doing, y'all are doing great, okay? We're almost done. Go to John chapter 3. Keep your finger there or mark it with your Bible. I'm going to take you to John 3. I want you to see this. John chapter 3. Love John chapter 3. Tremendous, tremendous chapter in the Word of God. I love the book of John. But in John chapter 3, in verse 6, look what it says. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it. That which is born of flesh is what? It ain't going to get any better. It ain't going to change. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That's it. But look what it says there. And that which is born of spirit, capital S, is spirit. Is spirit. When you were born, the flesh had control over you. You realize that? All your life, somebody made that flesh stay in line. Amen? I mean, whether it was a parent, and uh, whether, whether you know, hey, as a child, it doesn't matter. Look, when, when, when I got saved, the flesh did not get... My, my flesh didn't get saved. I got saved within me. Hey, I got born again. My flesh didn't get saved. I'm saved. My flesh ain't saved. I'm saved. My flesh ain't improved none. You understand that? That which is born of the flesh is what? There it is. It's just flesh. It's just flesh. That's all it will ever be. But at the end of verse 6, that which is born of spirit is spirit. Here's the difference. As a lost man, in any lost man, nothing's constraining them. There's no battle there. I've said it over and over again. I didn't have any struggles. Look, when I, when I was lost, I mean, I did as far as with sin and all that. What I'm talking about as far as this battle that we're going to talk about later. Because why? Because I was living to the flesh. 
That's just the way I, that's just, it was just, and that's anybody. But listen, a lost man, there's no constraining power over the flesh. That's why we have prisons. That's why we have laws. That's why we have police. That's why we have all of these things, walls, gates, locks on our doors. You have to make a lost man do right because not, there's nothing going to strain him to do right. Okay? But when a person gets saved, you have the Holy Spirit of God that comes and move within you and reside in you. You're saved this morning. The Holy Spirit of God lives within you. The Holy Spirit of God comes with He's Listen, He's able and He's capable of taking your flesh and putting it in its right place. Amen. The Holy Spirit of God is. And listen to me. This is why I'm saying you've got the victory. You just need to go after it and have it and obtain it. It's there. You just have to choose that. Amen. The flesh is not the ruling power in your life. If you're saved. But here's the deciding factor. Your heart. In your heart, it's going to determine how you're going to live every single day. Who's going to govern your life? Who's going to govern? What, what's going to govern your decision in your life this afternoon? Your heart's going to determine if you're saved. Now, if you're lost, it's just you, your, your flesh is going to determine and govern everything. But if you're saved, there, there's a choice. Either the Holy Spirit of God or your flesh. And here's why so many people are living in defeat and struggling today. And here's where, where, where this is why it's important. And I want you to see with, with our church... Look, I told the men in the prayer room, I said, here's the thing, we're going to pile we're piling the ground. I hope everybody's okay. We're just piling the ground. But listen, if we're truly going to help you, we got to look at stuff like this. Right. If all I do is give you some feel-good message and make you laugh a little bit and we go home, I haven't helped you at all. That's right. That's right. But if I can give you something from the Word of God and say, here's what God says, not the preacher, but what God says, you can have victory as a young person, hey, as a lady, as a man, it doesn't matter. We as a church can have victory if we'll abide by what God's saying. And the problem people are struggling today, you've got these mega church outfits that they're telling people, don't fight the flesh, don't resist the flesh, just love Jesus. That's why they're thumping on this love thing. Listen, I know God is love, but let me tell you, they're saying, love Jesus and commit adultery. Just love Jesus. Love Jesus and keep drinking. Amen. Love Je- I mean, that's what they're saying. Love Jesus and be a homosexual. That's what they're saying out there today. As long as you love Jesus, it's all okay. Just love Jesus. Keep cussing, just love Jesus. Just love Jesus. As long as you love Jesus, it's okay. It's not okay. There's no way you're going to live in victory that way. Victory is going to come with a changed life. Before anybody gets saved, they're just a dead person and then Jesus saves them. And listen, once they get saved, they're a living person now trapped in a dead body. This old flesh. Think about that. That's where we are. So if you say, preacher, I struggle, man. I, listen, I gave my heart to Jesus and ever since I did, I've got a battle. Praise God, that's a sign you're saved. Amen. That's right. Because guess what? The Spirit more with the flesh. And there's going to be a tug of war there. Who are you going to give in to? Are you going to listen to the Spirit or are you going to listen to the flesh? We've got to understand. Listen, I'm going to follow God in His way. You've got to choose who's going to have dominion over your life. Look, people will read the Bible. They'll love the Bible. 
They'll go to church. They'll, they'll love church. They'll, they'll hear a man of God and they'll say, I love that man of God's preaching. They'll listen to his preaching. Hey, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, do all of those things right up until... Right up until... They finally decide one day they're going to follow their flesh and some sin that their flesh wants them to be involved in. And the Bible is now, and that man of God has said that he's against it. I can't tell you how many people, oh, they love the Bible, they love the church, until all of a sudden the church touches on some sin in their life, they're gone. They love that man of God until he preaches right down their alley and gets too close to their sin, and they say, oh, Mm-mm. Enough's enough. I'm out of here. You're walking down the road of defeat. That's right. So many people are struggling. They're struggling over this thing. You don't have to struggle. Just understand what you have to do to have the victory. And many pe- and here's what's happening. People are struggling over this, and you got so many people that are trying to reclose. They're, they're trying to take the church and put it in the whole pen with the prodigal son. When the prodigal son left home in the father's house, he went out into the world and he woke up in a hog pen. And listen, he realized, you know what? My servants in my father's house have it better than me. And he came back home. Amen. I'm going to tell you something, Brother Jason. That father loved him, but he didn't go to the hog pen. Amen. He loved him, but he did not, listen, he did not stop doing what's right and go and be with his boys so they could be buddies. Prayed for him and waited for him to get right. Amen. Look, I don't want you just to be a member of Old Paz Baptist Church. I want you to be a victorious Christian. Amen. Amen. Living a victorious Christian life with victory in your life. Amen. Amen. That is that is what will help you. Amen. That's what will bring joy in your life and spring in your step. Amen. That will make a difference today when you've got to go out in this world. This world is tough. Amen. We need to be able to have a, a place and a refuge to come to help us in areas like this so we can live in victory, amen, over the flesh. Here's the third thing and we're done. This point is not nearly as long as the other two, so don't panic. Number three, if we're going to have a victorious Christian life, it's going to take choosing. It's going to take a choosing individual. You've got to choose. Everything I'm preaching, you're going to have to choose. In Romans chapter 6, go to the book of Romans. I'll, I'll show it to you in the Word of God. Don't take my word for it. Let's go to the Word of God. Everything I'm giving you is found. I've shown you from the Word of God. You're going to have victory. You're going to have to choose it. It's going to take a constraining love. It's going to take a changed life. And it's going to take a choosing individual. Look in verse 11 of Romans chapter 6. It says this, Likewise, Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 11. Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Now look what he says in verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Who's he saying that to? Believers. Don't let it reign there. Don't let it, don't, that's where you've got to make the choice. That ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness, unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Amen? You're going to have to choose if you want this victory or not. Now listen, by what we've read today, 
by what we've looked at, did the Lord Jesus die for everybody? Yes. Absolutely He did. Is He able to save all men? Yes. Then why isn't everybody saved? You want to know why not everybody saved? Exactly. Because He is not going to force that on anybody. That's right. He died for everybody. He can save anybody. The Lord Jesus Christ can. But He doesn't make anyone get saved if they don't want to. Now here's the thing. Keep in mind what we're talking about. We're talking about victory. If you've been saved, you're a new creature in Christ. He's not going to make you live in victory if you don't want to. That makes sense. Amen. Man, I hope I lost you. Getting glassy eyed. Amen. Wake up. Do some jumping jacks. Does that make sense? Do you understand that? Just like in salvation, He died for all, capable of saving all, but not everybody's saved because you've got to want Jesus and make Him Lord of your life. If you do, you'll get saved. You've got victory in Christ. You still have this old flesh. And if you're going to live in victory, you've got to choose victory. You're going to have to choose to follow Him. Amen. And when we struggle with a particular thing, what's happening is we're choosing to do that rather than just let Jesus bring it under control. God has the power to set you on resurrection ground. Amen? But He's not going to take a rod and beat you until you go that way. Cameron, He saved you. He put you on straight street. Just like Paul. As long as you stay, hey, constrained with that love, and you keep following God and living for the Lord, you're going to be okay and live in victory. But He ain't, listen, you, you begin to get on. He, he won't chase in His own, but He ain't going to see you get on take some kind of step. Whack, back to you, back. Get back on the line. Get back in line. That's your choice. Right, right. We're not robots. He wants us to live Him, love Him and live for Him because we want to, amen. You're going to have to choose that. Well, God made me this way. He didn't make you that way. Adam made you the way you are. That's right. As by one man sinning into the world. And death by sin. So death passed upon all men. All the wickedness, all the things. Listen, we're not going to get any better if we keep looking to the old man. Right. And not looking to Jesus Christ. Here's what, here's what worries me as a pastor. I look around sometimes I say, does anybody want to live victory? Sometimes, Brother Both, I wonder, do they want to live in victory? Are they okay living in the, in the condition they are? I'm afraid sometimes it seems that way. It seems like there's more and more people that would... Here's, here's what bothers me. It seems like there's more and more people today that would rather find a church that, that, that will help them continue to sin and make them feel comfortable in their sin rather than draw closer to God and live in victory. You realize something years ago, whether you went to a Methodist church, a Presbyterian church, a Baptist church, you was going to hear the Word of God. You was going to hear it preached, and it was going to be preached with fire. It was going to be truth. They were going to preach on salvation. They were going to preach on the blood. They were going to preach on Jesus. They were going to preach on sin. You could go and you could get truth. 
Amen. They called out sin. And now, my goodness, what is it coming to? You know how many churches we got? Some limp-wristed preacher. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not busy. Listen, it may offend you, but some limp-wristed preacher in his skinny jeans, his pink shirt, his funny hairdo, he's going to get up there with a hat turned around backwards and in his shorts, and he's going to talk about, hey, how God... Let, I love you. You love me. Let's love one another. It's all. I'm sorry, I'm telling you, that ain't going to help you live in victory. That ain't going to help your marriage when your marriage gets in trouble. That ain't going to help your kids when they get in the ditch, amen. I'm telling you, we need God, amen. And we need help from God. And we need victory for our lives and for our families. That's what we need today, amen. We need to live in victory so the world sees us living in victory. So the world looks at our life and goes, hey, if that's what it's all about, that's what I want. Not that they look at us and go, if that's what Christians that's just a cheap imitation of the world. I've got enough. I've, I had my fill of the world when I was lost. Amen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen. Old things are passed away, but all things become new. Listen, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, Christ can save you. No matter what kind of lifestyle you're in, Jesus died for you and He can save you. Amen. Yes. But you're going to have to choose Him. Now, this is real quick and we're done. Have I said that already? <laughs> Praise the Lord, Ed. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 21. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. You get, this wraps it up for us. This wraps it up for us. This is, this is so... I hope you're getting help. Amen. Man, I hope you're... This helped me. I hope it'll help you. <coughs> verse 21, chapter 5, verse 21, 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin. Who, who's he talking about? Jesus. Jesus. For he hath made him to be sin, sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be saved and go to heaven. <coughs> That we might be made what? Righteousness. Of God in Him. Listen, God not only wants you to come to Him so He can give you life out of deadness, you can receive eternal life, but He wants you to come to Him and trust Him as your personal Savior to make you a new creature. To come to Him. Not just to be that new creature in Christ, but He can make you righteous. That you can live. Be more conformed in the image of Jesus. Listen, stop letting your flesh tell you you can't. Stop allowing your flesh to tell you, well, you'll never be any different. You can't overcome that. You'll never change. What about God? What about the Lord Jesus? What about the Holy Spirit? Amen. Think about that. If He can, listen, if He can raise Himself from the dead, if He can save your soul from hell, surely He can help you with that struggle you're battling right now with your flesh if you're saved. Right. No matter what it is. You can live in that victory. You can have power that you need in Him to live in victory. That victory is obtainable. You just have to go and get it. How can I have it, preacher? 
It's going to take a constraining love. Listen, it's going to take a changed life. You've got to choose that direction. And it's going to take a choosing individual. Lord, why don't you come to the piano? Let's stand to our feet. This altar is open. I don't know where you are this morning. Listen, the altar is open. If you need to come, come. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. Hey, the, the, the victory is there. Do you want to live in victory? Do you want to live in victory? She's going to begin to play, heads bowed, eyes closed. I know some of the ladies are going to go out. They're getting ready for the fellowship. But as she plays, this altar is open. How are you this morning? You living in victory? You living in defeat? You can have it. You got Jesus. You've got the victory. You just need to go and get it. How can I have it, preacher? It's going to take that constraining love. It's going to take a changed life. I'm, I'm going to go to the direction of God. I'm, I'm not going to keep looking, looking back in the direction of my old life. I, I'm, going, I'm going to go God's way. It's going to take a choosing individual. I'm, I'm choosing Him. Enough's enough. Next time your flesh rears up, you need to say, Hey, flesh. Holy Spirit lives in me. He's powerful enough to take care of this. I'm looking to you, Holy Spirit. Take care of the flesh. He'll help you.